Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good midday. Uh, welcome to Wide Right Sports Talk. Uh, starting here, our first show tonight. Uh, I just want to give a big thanks to my wife, Tiffany. She uh, helped me out with uh, actually getting the podcast on iTunes, uh, setting up our webpage. I'll uh, get you guys all those details later. Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, crack myself a nice little natty light. I'm white trash like that. That's how I roll. Smoking my fancy e-cig, though, so I can't be too bad. Uh, what we're going to talk about here is, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and make our picks tonight. Uh, obviously, we're going to go ahead and look at week 12. Um, quite a few things going on in the NFL. Uh, some big games, big divisional matchups. Uh, get a little bit of fantasy football advice going on. Um, watching a basketball game right now. It's probably a repeat. Good old Cleveland, Washington. I'm pretty sure that game was over three hours ago. But hey, I'm watching it. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of everything. Uh, doing this on my own here for the first show. I uh, will be having guests here from time to time. But um, this evening, we're going to go ahead and start this on our own. Uh, so, well, my name is James Weiner, and uh, I started this podcast because basically I was told I couldn't. And guess what? Here's my sports podcast. It's called Wide Right Sports Talk, and you guys are listening to it right now. So, well, here we are. So, I, you know, on a normal night, I'd be sitting here shooting the breeze with somebody, and we'd be, uh, you know, having some fun, talking stories, talking mad, girls, politics, Funny YouTube videos we've seen, whatever. But tonight, i got to go ahead and jump right to it. Got a big day tomorrow. Lots of stuff going on. Um, first thing I'm going to go through is the picks. You know, honestly, I had the uh, I had the Chiefs smoking the Raiders this week. Unfortunately, that you know, it didn't happen. Um, ended up being a really, really decent game. Uh, I mean, when it gets down to, you know, within five minutes of the game and, and you got a kid like Derek Carr... Storms the field, jogs right down the field, scores a touchdown, and leaves Alex Smith with no timeouts, barely any time. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good game because you've got a, a Kansas City Chiefs team that's actually a competitor in the AFC, in my opinion. Uh, you've got a mediocre offense with a, an above average defense. Anytime you have that happen, that's uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a competitor. Needless to say, I had uh, Kansas City winning that game, twenty-seven to seventeen. I screwed the pooch on that one, so right off the bat. Don't take my advice if you're gambling. Actually, you know what? Email me if you want to know my picks against the spread. I'll I'll nail those. Uh, Next game we have, which is, oh boy, weird. Weird. Wide right sports talk. Take a guess what my team is. Who my team is. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills. I've got a New York Jets at Buffalo. Um, uh, The reason that I'm going and calling this game right now is because it's next on on my list. It was supposed to be a... uh, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time game, and, and everything went to crap on that due to the snow. I hope all my family and friends in Buffalo are doing all right. Uh, so now we have a, a New York Jets at Buffalo Bills at Ford Field in Detroit kind of game going on. I'm still going to go with my original pick on this. Uh, you know, Bills have not had any time to prepare. They haven't had any practice time in the past 10 days. But you know what? You're still going against... A depleted New York Jets team. You got Michael Vick at quarterback. You got no run game. You've got no receivers other than Eric Decker, who, in my opinion, is nobody without Peyton Manning. You still have that Rex Ryan defense, though. Um, they're they're pretty decent, so I think it's going to be a little bit closer than everybody expects. But I still have the Bills winning that game outright. Next game we're looking at here is going to be Cincinnati at Houston. You know everybody's going to jump on board that uh, Cincinnati Bengals bandwagon. There, you know they're. 
they're a team that started out hot. Everybody said, oh, my God, how are the Broncos going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship? You haven't heard that since week four. I'm going to go ahead and take the Houston Texans right here. They've got the home field advantage. they got this man on the defensive line named J.J. Watt who's going to get after the quarterback. Oh, wait, when he's not getting after the quarterback, he's going to catch some touchdowns too. Um, I like the replacement at quarterback with uh, Ryan Mallett over Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think uh, I think the guy can throw the deep ball. He's got a big arm once he learns that offense, which he, he probably knows a good three-quarters of it by now. Once he learns that offense, gets in there for a year, I think he's going to be a serviceable quarterback down there. Uh, I got Houston. Flat out, Houston Texans win that game. Uh, next game we're looking at is going to be Cleveland at Atlanta. You know what? I've got a man crush on Josh Gordon. And I'm of the mindset he's going to go out there and rock the house this week. You know, when you have a, a talent like Josh Gordon with a quarterback like Brian Hoyer, you know things are still going to happen, and they're going to happen well. Um, you've got Brian Hoyer, serviceable quarterback, tutored underneath Tom Brady for I don't know how long, long enough. Um, now he's got his shot, and now he's got his best wide receiver back. I, I expect Josh Gordon to have a huge game. Uh, their run grant, their run game is absolutely fantastic. You've got Terrence West and Isaiah Crowell, and you still have a very, very good defense. You've got a good pass rush. You've got a good secondary. And, you know, Mike Pedden, being a Buffalo Bills guy, you know, Mike Pedden was one of the best things that ever happened to that Buffalo Bills team because they took a, a bottom feeder, bottom five defense in the league for I don't know how many years and turned them into a top five defense in the league last year, yeah, that guy deserves a head coaching job. And I really, truly hope that he uh, makes some magic happen here in Cleveland this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Cleveland at Atlanta. Next game, Tennessee at Philadelphia. I got Philadelphia. I'm not getting any more into that. Uh, Detroit at New England. You know, people are going to say this could possibly be a good game. And you got Detroit's defense. They've got a good pass rush. Blah, 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 blah. It's Tom Brady. You've got Tom Brady. If you've got Tom Brady and you've got Coach Bill Belichick calling the shots and making things happen. And you've got the Gronk. I'm sorry. As my buddy Mark would say, you've got RoboCop catching touchdown passes. You're good to go. I'm going to go ahead and take the Patriots and a hefty win in that game as well. Uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. I'm not even going to get started in it. Green Bay for days. Uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. The only way this could be a game is if Jacksonville Jacksonville's defense turns into the Arizona Cardinals defense and, and somehow they can go ahead and keep up with the Colts. Not going to happen. I've got... I've got the Colts by two touchdowns. Tampa Bay at Chicago, that's a good game. You know, a lot of these, you know, four-letter networks and different radio shows and whatnot are, are calling this a revenge game for Tampa Bay quarterback uh, Josh McCown. It's not a freaking revenge game. They're going back to Chicago where he played last year when Jay Cutler was hurt. If anything, he's going to go over there and maybe throw him a couple picks because you know what? His playing time in Chicago got him the starting gig which he lost, which he got back in Tampa Bay. It's not a revenge game, but I still do like Tampa Bay to go in there, throw a handful of touchdowns, but Robbie Gold for the Bears going to go ahead and kick that field goal at the end to win the game. I do have the Bears by three. Uh, Arizona at Seattle. This is going to be an interesting game because you have the uh, best defense in the league going against the former best, I don't know, Super Bowl winning team in the league. Um, you know, uh, 
it's one of those things where if you had uh, Carson Palmer still in there, quarterback for Arizona, uh, in Seattle, I, I would go ahead and give the edge to Arizona. The man can orchestrate an offense. But unfortunately, we have Drew Stanton playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals now. I like the Seattle Seahawks at home. They got the 12th man, running games kicking. Uh, defense is finally figuring it out. You've got the freaking front four, back seven, finally working together and actually making some things happen. I, I like Seattle by a few points in that game. Uh, St. Louis at San Diego really looked like a bum of a game last week until the St. Louis whooped them Broncos pretty good. I still like San Diego in this game. Uh, Phillip Rivers will get his, but I think Sean Hill will as well. You know, People forget that Sean Hill played in Detroit, and he learned how to utilize that number one wide receiver real well. Sean Hill and Calvin Johnson were best friends, and as you can see and as you can tell by the last week, Sean Hill and Kenny Britt have become fantastic friends. Kenny Britt is nowhere near the talent Calvin Johnson is. Not even close. Not even, I mean, pardon my language, not even a hair away, uh, close to Calvin Johnson's talent. But you know what? He's still that big body, big hands, going to catch the ball, going to come down with it. I like St. Louis in this game. It's going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be a touchdown kind of game. I'm going to go ahead and pick the St. Louis Rams uh, at San Diego. Miami at Denver. Oh, what are we going to do with Peyton Manning? Poor guy. He gets a little bit of a pass rush on him. Defensive end grabs his ankles. He just kind of goes to goes down the pisser, doesn't he? Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Denver because they're at home. Uh, Miami's going to bring the heat, but I don't think Ryan Tannehill can keep up with Peyton Manning in Denver. In Denver. And I'm saying that in Denver because if this was in Miami, it would be a whole different ballgame. I got Denver. Uh, Washington at San Francisco. You know, until RG3 figures out what he wants to be for the rest of his life, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a talk show host or a, a sports broadcaster or a, uh, you know, maybe a sports analyst, something to that effect, or maybe even a quarterback someday, which is, you know, what he's doing currently. I, I've got no faith in the Washington Redskins, RG3, that coaching staff, John Gruden, nothing. Or is it Jay Gruden? It's Jay Gruden. I'm sorry. John Gruden's kind of a badass. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take San Francisco on that. They've got everything to play for, and they're going to go ahead and squeak out the win. Uh, Dallas at New York Giants. I am going to uh, make a bold prediction in this game. I feel as though Eli Manning will throw for less than 150 yards, four interceptions, and only one touchdown. That is my guess because Eli Manning just has not been cutting it this year. Uh, He's not looking too hot. Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, they have a good thing going here. Um, Jerry Jones, he's still a big mouth and still uh, making his opinion very well known throughout the league and throughout uh, different uh, sports outlets. But Jason Garrett's finally running that team, and uh, I think he's doing a pretty good job. You know, he's got a pretty serviceable quarterback, and I've been uh, tooting Tony Romo's horn for years, but yeah, nobody jumped on board. The guy's a good quarterback. He just has not had the surrounding supporting cast on the defensive side of the ball. He's finally got that. That defense is playing far above where I thought they would be playing this year. They lost Sean Lee early. If I recall, it was actually in the preseason. Um, and they're they're just playing above and beyond what anybody could ever think they could do. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Dallas Cowboys and that without any issues at all. And, uh, yeah, this is this is pretty comical because in my list of games here <laughs> on my computer, it had the Jets at Buffalo way up top because of the 1 o'clock game. But now we got them down on the bottom. You guys know who I'm picking. Let's go, Buffalo. 
Uh, final game is going to be Baltimore at New Orleans. I feel as though Drew Brees is just – he's too good of a quarterback to lose um, lose a couple games at home. You know, they lost the Bengals last weekend, and I, I truly – I've been watching Drew Brees play for multiple years, and I've never seen him or that team do anything like that in their own stadium before. Baltimore's got a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty solid defense here this year. Um, I just don't think Joe Flacco can keep up with Drew Brees. That's my personal opinion. I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, take the New Orleans Saints in this game. Those are my picks for the week. Um, I guess we will we'll see what happens. I think I, what we're going to do is probably revisit those. Um, we're looking at Tuesday night. You know, we've got to let that Monday night game finish up. You know, I'm not going to give you guys a schedule, but when I do my podcast, I'm going to do my podcast. It could be one a week. It could be two a week. I could get a hair up my ass and maybe do three to four a week. I guess it kind of depends. I'm a big fantasy football guy, so every time I get an idea, I may feel the need to put my 35 to 45-minute idea on the Internet. (laughs) I'm sorry, folks, but that's just kind of how it goes. Um, I think what we're going to get into next here is uh, a little bit of fantasy football forecast. A lot of these different websites like to call them stardom and sit them. You know, it is what it is. I, there's guys you start, there's guys you don't start. But I'm not here to tell you. Start Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Matt Forte, Calvin Johnson, Demarius Thomas, AJ Green, blah, 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 Brandon Marshall, Rob Gronkowski, Randall Cobb, all them guys. Uh, I'm just going to tell you guys that I think are kind of under the radar. Now, mind you, if you are three and eight, or you know four and seven, and you need an absolute miracle and a complete drop off to go ahead and move anywhere near the playoffs in your fantasy football playoffs, I, uh, you know, I've got no hope for you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but what I'm telling you is, if you're, you know, six and five, even five and six, even if you're nine and two, ten and one. You could probably take some of this advice right now because what you need to be looking for are those key players that, in case of injuries, uh, can help you out throughout the uh, playoffs and possibly do a championship. Um, my running backs this week that I'm I'm actually really intrigued by, first off, is Charles Sims for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel as though that guy is going to go ahead and do some damage. I, I like how Josh McCown wants to air it out, throw it up to Mike Evans, throw it to Vincent Jackson, uh, Austin Safarius Jenkins, that tight end, but... They're going to have to run the ball. The Chicago Bears defense is bottom feeders right now as far as in their secondary and rush defense. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not playing good ball. Uh, what we need to look at here is the fact that uh, Bobby Rainey was doing damage with subpar skill sets. Charles Sims has all the skills in the book. He's, he's going to be a dynamic runner in this league. Give him a couple years, possibly even next year. But I like him to go off and have a huge game this weekend. Um, and then I also have uh, two other guys that I'm intrigued in, and that's going to be Terrence West and Isaiah Crowell. I believe Crowell is going to get the start just due to the fact he's got more. He, he can make the plays to the outside. He can also hit the holes. Um, Terrence West, he's a beast. He's going to bulldoze people. He's going to run people over. Uh, he's short, but he's stocky, and he runs with authority. Uh, but I still think the, the, the running back that has the pass-catching ability out of the backfield I think he's going to get the start. I think Isaiah Crowell is going to be a, a, a huge player in that Cleveland-Atlanta game. Uh, wide receivers. Boy, it's going to get tricky this week. And, and I don't know how I can call this guy a sleeper, but I'm going to. He's been pretty quiet the past few games with the emergence of Torrey Smith. I like Steve Smith Sr. Um, I feel as though Flacco is going to look for him and look for him often. 
Uh, you've got a New Orleans secondary that has was initially stingy at the beginning of the season, but has just kind of fallen off the face of the earth. I'm not sure what uh, Rob Ryan's doing down there, but it's not his job. Um, I really do like the uh, the wide receivers for the Falcons, or I'm sorry, the uh, Ravens this week. But I truly think it's going to be Steve Smith Sr. looking at a buck forty, a touchdown, nine to eleven receptions, somewhere in that realm. Uh, let's see, who else do I like at wide receiver this week? You know, it's uh, Jordan Matthews. He's not even really a sleeper at this point because he has turned into Mark Sanchez's number one. Um, I really do like Jordan Matthews to go ahead and do something this week, and Jeremy Macklin as well. They're they're both going to get theirs. There's not going to be any shortage of passes. Uh, going their way this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw one more out there. I do like Deshaun Jackson. If you've got him just sitting there and you've either been playing him in your flex or, in, or just leaving him on your bench because you have better options, um, I, I like him this week. I truly feel as though they are going to get so far behind that they are going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, and I guess the same goes for Pierre Garcon, who I don't know what happened this year. He should be a certifiable starter Number one, number two receiver, especially in a PPR league. I, he led the league in receptions last year with 113 receptions. Stupid. That's 113 additional points. Or if you guys play half points, I'm not doing the math. Either way, that's that many additional points in a PPR league. Uh, this week for tight end, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and throw this out there. I think Kobe Fleener is going to have another good game. He had a pretty good game last week. And uh, I think with the injury to Dwayne Allen... And uh, and just the fact that they're going to throw the ball, they're going to prove that last week was just a fluke, and they can still move the ball. And they're going to throw it to Ty, and they're going to throw it to Reggie Wayne, but they're also going to throw it to Kobe Fleener. I think Kobe Fleener has a pretty serviceable game, somewhere in the realm of 80 yards and a touchdown, handful of receptions. I think he's going to be that guy that's on a lot of people's waiver wires right now. Um, and you know, if he's not, then you're playing in a pretty competitive league. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um, tight end category, I I would actually take Jacob Tammy this week. I think with Julius Thomas being out, Virgil Green just coming back, they're probably going to ease him into the rotation a little bit out in here in Denver. Um, I like Jacob Tammy. If you couldn't tell last week in that game against the Rams, it was just like Peyton Manning was owned in on him. Um, just, I mean, constantly he was staring him down and if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. But that's, that means a, a very large game for Jacob Tammy, uh, more than likely in a PPR league, just standard scoring. Yeah. He may or may not get a touchdown. He may or may not go for 50 to hundred yards somewhere in that range. And I'm leaving it broad because anything can happen in this Denver Broncos offense. Uh, but I do like Jacob Tammy this week, uh, specifically in a PPR league kickers. Kickers aren't people. I'm not even going to go there right now. Just pick a kicker you think is going to do good. You know what? If he's projected at 19, he's going to score two. If he's projected at three, he's going to score 19. It doesn't matter. Pick a kicker. I say pick a kicker for a team that works really well in between the twenty in between the 20s. For example, a Dan Carpenter. Pick that guy. He's the Bills' offense is fantastic from 20 to 20, and they stall out. They kick field goals. Pick a kicker like that. Uh, anyway, needless to say, I'm going to go ahead and go with defenses now. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Guess who's playing the Jaguars? Play the Colts defense. No, that's stupid. Absolutely fucking stupid. Do what you want. But the Jaguars are going to get theirs. They're going to score a handful of points. Enjoy running that Colts defense, uh, uh, fantasy football fans. 
I'm going to go with the Eagles defense special teams this week. The reason is because they've been pretty good this year. They were they're kind of like the Chiefs from last year, but they kind of give up a lot more yards. Fantastic on special teams. They sack the quarterback. They make magic happen. And the fact that they're going to be at home and they're playing against a rookie quarterback in his third game in Zach Mettenberger, that tells me that might be his fourth game. That tells me that they're going to sack him ah, four or five times. Um, they're going to go ahead and pick six, maybe strip, sack, fumble, something to that effect. Things are going to happen for that Philadelphia defense. Now, not to mention their special teams. Well, yeah, they've been pretty good this year. You have had Darren Sproles going nuts on kick returns, punt returns, you name it. Um, I, I mean, they're making magic happen. I think you want to go ahead and roll with that Philadelphia defensive special teams this week. You know, fantasy football's a it's a crazy thing. Um, I used to do a podcast with a couple buddies of mine, and, and uh, we never really wanted to get into fantasy football. They were... More into uh, talking the, just just talking sports, whether it was hockey, baseball, football, basketball, it didn't matter. But, you, you know, I always felt there should be a fantasy football segment in there. I'm not going to be that guy that, that gets on here and tells you what you should or shouldn't do. Here's my best advice about fantasy football. You look at your roster. You look at matchups. You look at history. You look at averages. And you make your best decision. Yeah, I... I've been told by, you know, uh, uh, fantasy football experts, whether it's been over email, over the phone, on radio stations, um, over tweets, what I should and shouldn't do. And you know what always seemed to be a common denominator in the whole thing? I should have gone with my gut every time. It's just one of those things, you know. Just look look at what you're doing, make your decision, and go from there. The only person you have to blame is you. I would rather blame myself than than send nasty tweets and nasty emails to the guys that told me to do something that I should have chosen from the get-go. Well, those are my picks for the week. That's my uh, fantasy football um, start-sit options for the week. And um, now I'm sitting here and, again, I'm watching a a rerun of, of a basketball game, not really enjoying it too much. I'm actually enjoying drinking on my beer and, smoking on my fancy e-cigarette talking to you guys uh, again this is the first episode i don't have any co-host i'm just kind of winging it tonight in hopes that uh maybe we can get a handful of listeners maybe some friends and family want to listen to me in their cars on the way to work you know so be it um let's possibly get into some topics this week i think the first large topic that that i already got into just a tad was the, the snow on the east coast right now specifically in buffalo they can't even play their game at home. Haven't practiced in 10 days. You know, you've got uh, uh, citizens and, and Buffalo Bills employees picking players up on snowmobiles and taking them to the airport on the back of snowmobiles to get them to Detroit where they can practice for a couple days before having to face the Jets there. We lose home field advantage. Um, you know, it is what it is, but I still feel like the Bills are the better team. That's a, I mean, that's a huge story, and, and more than anything, I, you know, I truly hope everybody in Buffalo is is doing okay, and they can, you know, don't shovel too much, you know, I just just go out and do what you can every day, and and you know, try to free up a little space and get those roads open, and and get back to daily life. But you guys have a lot to look forward to, or not look forward to here the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a lot of snow, a lot of melting, a lot of water. Uh, so I hope you guys are doing all right. 
uh, possibly get into this RG3 situation. You know, we kind of stepped into it a little bit earlier, but, you know, you've got RG3, uh, huge, huge uh, first-round draft pick. So much was given up for him, and he was supposed to be the savior of the uh, Washington franchise. Heaven forbid you say Redskins on the radio. I guess that's like saying the N-word nowadays. Just don't do it. Um, you know, the what needs to happen in Washington is they need to go ahead and put their foot down on RG3. The kid has kind of gotten a little bit too big for himself. Um, he, he's looked at what was given up for him, what he did his first season, uh, the way he was able to push a Hall of Fame head coach out of his freaking chair and out out of that organization. Uh, the, the kid's got a big head. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Maybe he needs a year out of the league to go ahead and, and figure out that he is not above the league. He is not above the team. Called out his team this week. His head coach called him out. A couple days later, they apologized. That's cute. It's like watching freaking Mari Povich on NFL. You know what I'm talking about. I can't say it without uh, asking permission first. You know, that's something that needs to be changed. I think... Uh, I think Jay Gruden needs to go ahead and, and put his foot down to the owner of the Redskins and just say, hey, buddy, you know what? We need to go ahead and take another quarterback this year or we're going to roll with roll with Colt McCoy for a year, see what he does, just to go ahead and do a little stop gap in, in preparations for next year's draft. But RG3, he needs a change of scenery, and he needs to be knocked down a peg. I, I initially, when he came into the league initially, I, I fell in love with the guy. I thought he was dynamic, amazing, great arm strength, great, great legs, smart. And he just, he's overstepped his boundaries in every way possible. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I, I kind of want to, and this will dabble a little bit into fantasy, but it also is just football, just hardcore, put your nose in the ground, run the rock through the A-gap football. Jonas Gray, Jonas Gray, good, good. God, Jonas Gray, New England Patriots. I think uh, initial stat line was four touchdowns, 199 yards, but they, they changed that to 201 yards. The guy is an animal. I, I don't even know who he who he runs like. I mean, maybe a slimmer Jerome Bettis. The guy just bulldozes people, knocks people out, takes shots, and still keeps going. I would say that he runs like Marshawn Lynch, but you know I've seen Marshawn Lynch break some tackles, and there's no – I'm not comparing – I, I'm not putting Jonas Gray in the same category as Marshawn Lynch, but what I'm saying is that I think Jonas Gray runs a little bit angrier than Marshawn Lynch, which, if that's possible, it, it happened this last weekend. Um, I I think the kid's great. I think he's going to end up being a good running back. I think he'd be a fantastic running back for a different team, but he's uh, he's playing for the Patriots. you got Bill Belichick, who... Uh, I mean, the guy's going to play whoever's got the hot hand. You know what? I, I've got a feeling it's going to be Vereen this week against the Lions. But against a weak defense, kind of cush linebacking core, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jonas Gray's going to tear him up for, you know, a buck to a buck fifty every week. So Bill Belichick realizes what he's got on the roster and keeps him. Um, what I thought was interesting this week is Bill Belichick doesn't give a rat's ass how many touchdowns you ran in the game before. Don't be late to practice and don't have a stupid excuse like my phone died so my alarm didn't go off. Dude, you're an NFL football player playing for the New England Patriots, the number one team in the AFC. Get a butler or maybe even a neighbor or a girlfriend or, you know, put a, a shot collar on a dog that goes off at 630 in the morning to wake you up. 
just freaking wake up and go to work, especially, especially after the game you just had. Absolutely moronic to sleep in. Stupid. I know Darrell Rivas got, got away with it, but ladies and gentlemen, that was Darrell Rivas. We're talking about Jonas Gray here. Dude, get off your ass. Figure it out. Um, I, You know, I, I don't really want to get into the Adrian Peterson thing too much because I'm of that generation where I got my ass kicked. I, I got hit with belts and slippers and hands and things thrown at me. And it was from the age of when I can remember to when I got the hell out of the house. I mean, it's I, I have a tough time... Uh, thinking that or feeling as though the NFL can hold its players and uh, at a higher standard than what our own court system, what our own court system for the United States holds them to. Um, you know, he, he took his plea bargain. Um, he paid his fines. He's doing his classes. He's doing uh, community service as far as I know. And he missed eight games, or I'm sorry, he missed 10 games in the NFL. Uh, for his team that he loves and that he's he's sweat for and he's I mean, he's bled for and he's just played his heart out for, um, you know. Unfortunately, what the NFL is is it's a business and sometimes it mixes business with um, executives' personal beliefs and society's beliefs and that, that makes that makes huge issues. That uh, you know, I mean, domestic violence and child abuse are two really hard things to get into, but. I mean, uh, they're just they're they're things that should be left out of the workplace, and I think should be handled by our courts. And I understand there's a code of conduct and there's contracts that these players sign. Um, but again, it's just one of those things where after you pay your price, you take your suspension. Now he was paid in full throughout his whole suspension, so find the guy, find the guy, and let him come back on the field. He's going to be showcasing the next six games. He's going to be rehearsing. I'm sorry, auditioning for another team for next season. And whether that's the Cowboys, if they want to go ahead and make a splash, or if it's the Raiders where he's just going to go because that's where players go to die, or if it's something like uh, the Patriots. or I mean, the guy can go anywhere. He's dynamic. He's the best running back in the league. I, I feel as though uh, the Vikings should make it work, and I hope they make it work. But at the same time, with everything that's gone on, maybe they don't want him back. Um, I, again, I'm going to hold my ground here. I feel as though the NFL and the, uh, and the real world need to create a fine line and stick to that fine line. And if they don't stick to that fine line, then there better be a goddamn good reason behind not sticking to that fine line. Sorry, my laptop went off there. Apparently it was just a uh, screensaver. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um... I don't know, Derek Carr. I kind of enjoyed him last night. I kind of enjoyed watching that kid play some ball. He, uh, you know, I was told by a couple buddies of mine that his stats were bleh and his, you know, he didn't look all that great until the last drive in the game. Well, it's not, it's not about just that last drive in the game. It's about the fact that it was pouring and his receivers couldn't hold on to the ball. Um, it was about the fact that when Latavius Murray or Darren McFadden or Marcel Reese didn't get the runs they were looking for, his arm put them in a position to go ahead and get a first down. You know, when you're only throwing for 50%, a little bit above 50%, it doesn't look all that great. But what what matters are the throws that counted, and the throws that counted are the throws that won the game. Finally won a game for the Raiders. I, uh, I want to go ahead and give them a big attaboy. They deserve that absolutely 100%.
So, you know, I think we're going to have a uh, couple guests coming up here soon. I've got some good friends. I've got friends that are Patriots fans, Broncos fans, Chiefs fans, Dolphins fans. I actually got a couple guys that would probably call in, do maybe do a little Skype show or something like that from Buffalo. I'm sure we could have a little bit of fun. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, leave this as is tonight, and we're going to go ahead and post this, upload it tomorrow. Um, you never know. I might get a hair up my ass tomorrow night and get into a little bit more sports talk. Uh, you know, right now it's NFL season. NFL is king. NFL rules all. I uh, I don't have much to say about the basketball season so far because it kind of seems like everybody's mediocre. <laughs> you got stars. You got teams with stars. You got teams with no stars. It is what it is. Hockey, I'm sorry. Does anybody really give a shit about hockey until playoffs, Stanley Cup time? Because I don't. I could give a rat's ass. Honestly, uh, all these teams are doing about the same thing. They're shooting a puck, they're making goals, and they're going all about 500. So we're going to go ahead and leave that at, at that. Uh, been a couple baseball contracts. We'll go ahead and get into that next episode because I don't mind talking a little bit of baseball. Don't know much about it, but I, I, enjoy, I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy reading into it, and I enjoy learning things about it. Um, soccer, yeah, this isn't soccer O'Day network O. So thank you for that. Um, tennis. You know what? I only watch girls' tennis is what it is. Volleyball, I only watch girls' volleyball, you know, because the shorts. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about here probably the next couple months is going to be uh, nothing but NFL. We're going to squeak in, like I said, a little bit of basketball here and there. But um, other than that, we will go ahead and uh, and probably talk uh, fantasy football stardoms here and go ahead and sit on them probably here for the next couple weeks until playoff time. Um and uh, just current topics, up-to-date topics. Uh, get some guys on here. We'll go ahead and do some debating, maybe a little bit of yelling, a little bit more drinking because I didn't do enough tonight. But uh, that's going to go ahead and be the end of the show. Thank you guys very much for joining me. This is Wide Right Sports Talk. Talk to you guys soon.